the pride of Limerick, a young man named Sean Sheehan. The MMA media, Don Graham McDonald. The severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome, welcome everybody. My name is Sean Sheehan and with me is the Leonard Shelby of Irish MMA Media. And we're here for a special edition of the Severe MMA Podcast. We're on the what extra, extra, extra edition of the Severe MMA Podcast. Uh, it's something we might be doing a little bit um, a little bit more often now. We're going to be starting up this Patreon thing here in the next uh, week or two, possibly. So uh, we're just testing this out for a little bit more content that we're going to provide to the people who are signing up for that. So if you like it, let us know. And... Um, and uh, we, we'll send you a link that when, whenever it's up and all. Also, we don't forgot about Bellator. We don't forgot about Bellator. <laughs> <laughs> we totally forgot about Bellator. Uh, this weekend, Bellator 194 is coming up. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about um, Artem Labov has a fight announced against Alex Caceres coming up here. So we're going to talk about that. And um, Paul Hughes as well actually broke his hand uh, this week. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But this is only going to be... 10, 15, 20 minutes sort of job. Just to, uh, just a quick update here for, for all the Severe My Podcast listeners. Uh, so let's do it, Graham. Uh, Bellator 194 this weekend. Um, it's actually a good card, uh, and it's it's kind of a shame <laughs> that we forgot about it on the podcast. But that that, t- that kind of tends to happen when Bellator don't have... Um, don't have a TV deal here and stuff. It's kind of hard to get get into it. Like if if Bellator did have that TV deal and stuff, I'd probably be writing you know pics articles or, or or doing videos and 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 stuff. We you know we'd be able to pump out a lot more content on it. But just the fact that they're not uh, is a bit tough. And uh, I, I suppose it, you know looking at this card, Matt Mitrion, Ryan Nelson, Patricky Ferreira, Derek Campos, Liam Geary's on the card, Heather Hardy's on the card as well. It, you know it's a shame we're missing that, but it is it still is a very good card and stands up by itself. Yeah, really good. Um... Obviously, uh, Pitbull is coming off a win over Benson Henderson, it's probably the biggest win of his career. He beat Josh Thompson previously to that, so he's on a tear. And uh, Derek Campos is uh, he's good, but he's probably not at, the, at their level at the level of the, the last two opponents. But he, himself, he's beaten Derek Anderson and Brandon Grit, so and Melvin Gallard in his last his last four fights. So he's on he's on a bit of a tear as well. So this, that should be a really good one. And obviously, the the, the heavyweight tournament is uh, in flow now, and we actually have two heavyweights fighting each other in the main event in Matrion. Uh, as he likes to be called, and Roy Nelson. Matt Matra, yeah, we, we'll get to that in a second, but just as well about, uh, you mentioned obviously the comment event, pretty pretty good fight there, I'm looking for, it's always fun to see the, the Pitbull brothers uh, fighting there, Derek Camp is a very good fighter as well, but um, Liam McGeary coming back here, it's the 19th of May since he last fought when he lost to, to Linton Vassell, you know, he was the Bellator light heavyweight uh, champion, lost that to Phil Davis um, in November 2016, and the only win he has since that is Brett McDermott, obviously as we know in, in, uh, in Belfast on the f- card he was supposed to fight Chris Field, so you know that's it's coming up to eighteen months now, almost since you know since he lost that title. Um, know, you know it's this is a big fight for him, isn't it? With only that Brett McDermott win so far, he wants to kind of stick in with that light heavyweight division where it is, you know, and and light heavyweight division is kind of it's recalibrating itself maybe at the moment as well after Tito Ortiz and Rampage uh, are, are kind of out of it, and with you know, the heavyweight tournament with Brian Better being in that heavyweight tournament as well. So, you know, come if um if Phil Davis or sorry, if um Liam McGarry was to get a couple of wins here in a row, maybe he hasn't fought um he hasn't fought Ryan Bader before, who's the champion at the moment. You know, we know Bellator like um, Liam McGarry. If he can get a couple of wins here, it'd be it'd be a long way to go to getting towards back towards that title shot again. 
Yeah, definitely. He was he was meant to fight um uh, Mo Wall and fell apart when uh, Mo got injured, and he was meant to fight Bubba McDaniel and he got injured. So he's had a bit of, it's been a bit of a rough a rough ride for him, as you said. He lost to Linton Vassell in his last one, so it's important for him to get back on track here. He was not so long ago he was undefeated, and then he lost that decision to, to Phil Davis, which which a lot of people like. Phil Davis is a very good fighter. He's a hard style matchup, and uh, that was that was more understandable. But now it's kind of it's kind of make a break for him in in a way, not for his whole career, but for his positioning in the in the rankings in Bellator. Even though there isn't rankings, but it's in the upper upper echelon of the the, the division. There isn't that much, and if if McGeary can get this win against Nemkov and maybe another win, he could he could be in there against Mohamed Lawal or Bader or any of them. So yeah, it's definitely an important fight for him to get his uh, career back on track. Yeah, Nimkov is a big hitter as well. He's, uh, I think it's seven KO wins, one submission in, in his eight wins, obviously two losses as well. And he's he's fought all over, really. He's fought in Bellator. He fought uh, Phil Lenz in his last fight. And he's fought in uh, Ryzen as well and, and EFN on that uh, Fedor and Maldonado card. So, you know, obviously we don't know, know too much about him. He, he hasn't fought in... in Bellator and any of the, or sorry, in the UFC or the big Bellator shows, and it was 182 and uh, in August. Uh, so, you know, you'd have to favor probably McGeary in that fight, but um, it's looking forward. Good to see uh, how McGeary looks coming back. Um, this women's flyweight fight as well, Heather Hardy against Anna Joalaton. Uh, this Heather Hardy was on, was it the Luke Thomas show? I think I was listening to it and they're, this fight is happening, but they're due to fight in boxing as well, which is a bit. It, it's kind of cool it's, it's cool to see it's you know it's, they're fighting in mma first and then they're going to turn around and fight in boxing again the uh Jolaton, who she's fighting is, is a i believe she's a filipino american and she's um she's a, a world champion boxer as well so she's a three and two record in or a two and three record sorry in mma and a 14 four and one record in boxing so you know it, it, this is i'd say this yeah. could be a, a stand-up fight pretty enjoyable fight yeah, she's two and three, but if you look at her record, two two of them three losses are split decisions. So uh, I didn't see the fights, but you know, in split decisions, uh, maybe maybe her record looks a little, a little worse than she is. And Heather Hardy is obviously a really good striker, a really good boxer, but uh, she's very young in MMA as well. She she only had two two professional bouts, and she she won her first one and lost her second one. So it's a it's it's a good style, it's a good uh, record matchup, I think, and it's a good style matchup. As you say, it'll probably be a, a striking match. Um, I think I think that's good for Hardy in the in the early part of her career while she develops her her all round MMA skills, her takedown defense, and her grappling and stuff. I think it's good to give to give her strikers and build her up. Hopefully, w- one of the girls I'd say Bellator are hoping hoping that uh, Hardy will get the get the win and maybe get a, a TKO or a KO to add, add add a bit of excitement to her and one for the highlight reel. So I think it's good matchmaking. Uh, there's no need to push her t- too hard, even if she is uh, a bit more well known than most of the other ladies they have on their their roster. Yeah, Heather Hardy really. She's one, as you said there, Bellator will love to succeed. You know, she's a really good style, uh, striking world champion boxer. Now she's Lou DeBella in her corner. She, you know, she's a good looking girl, loves the media. Uh, you know, it, it, she really has it all there. You know, she's one on one at the moment. And I know, you know, she, as you said, um, she's she's very young in her MMA career and she's still boxing as well. So that could hold her back a little bit. Bellator has shown in the past that they're good at matchmaking. Look at MVP, you know, they've, they've kept him going and I know maybe they need to move him on a little bit more but I think in the women's flyweight division where most of the the good women's flyweights are actually in uh, the UFC after they start a new division and, you know, moving up and down from 35 and from uh, from 115 as well, I think it's kind of easier. They could build Heather Hardy into a champion possibly in that division or up towards it anyway without testing her that much and letting giving her time to improve. So I think she's actually in a good place there and she could become a, you know, a star for 
for for Bellator as well. But it, it's exciting to see her uh, this weekend. In the main event, then we'll get to it. Um, the rematch between Matt Mitrion and uh, Ryan Elson, as you mentioned there, Matt Mitrion is coming off of three wins over Fedor, uh, Fedor Emelianenko on his last one, Ali Thompson and Carl Simutafa, I believe, uh, in, in his uh, in his Bellator debut, whereas Ryan Elson has kind of had a 50-50 run or a little bit worse of late. He beat Javi Ayala in September last in his Bellator debut and you know he lost, uh, what, four of his last six or five of his last seven, whichever way you want to look at it in the UFC before that. Uh you know, when, back when this fight happened, when was it? Let me let me see here. It was in 2012. Uh, you know, this this was a fight. Maybe it was a 50-50 fight back then. And Ryan Nelson came in and he took it from Matt Mitchell. I remember Matt Mitchell took that <coughs> on short notice. Do you think now it's a similar sort of 50-50 fight? Or do you think uh, Matt Mitchell might be a little bit far into his development and Roy is on the way down? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that um, it's a, it's a better time for Matt Mitrione than it was when they fought originally. I think he's, uh, he was very raw back then. I think he's still a bit raw, but he's, he's got some, he's got some improved footwork and striking now. And I think uh, Roy Nelson, once people figured out the the big overhand, he uh, and avoided that. He didn't really have much else. And I don't know how how seriously he's he's been taking his career recently. And we'll, we'll see what kind of shape he's in. But uh, but I don't expect him to be taking it all that seriously. And I think. Um, Mitrione should have enough, but uh, on the feet to to move around and and beat him by decision. But Roy Nelson's always dangerous with the overhand right, and he he doesn't really get it to the ground that often. But if he does, he is good there. He 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 hasn't really shown it in recent years, but he, he's definitely a good grappler, a better grappler than Mitrione. And Mitrione is known to make kind of silly mistakes and throw fights away. But if I had to bet on this one, I'd I'd, I'd be going towards Mitrione. I think he's just younger and quicker, and I think Roy Nelson's kind of on the downturn of his career. And I don't know if he's uh He's putting in the maximum effort uh, anymore. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on that. Uh, you know, I watched that their fight just before we we did this uh, podcast today, and Matt, I, I actually watched one of Matt Mitrion's more recent fights. Who was it? It was the uh, just let me look here. It was the Derek Lewis fight. Actually, it wasn't that? It was two years ago. And so, but I, I was watching the a couple of his more recent fights as well than that. And there's a big difference between Matt Mitrion back then and Matt Mitrion of the last couple of years. No, he uses his athleticism a lot more. <clears throat> he he realized that he's faster and and you know he's he's quicker at breaking that distance from long distance short distance than most people whereas when he fought ryan nelson he was kind of standing in the pocket you know just striking with ryan nelson and ryan nelson was actually quicker to break the distance and that that's how he ended up winning you know he broke that distance he landed that that kind of uppercut hook uh shot and, and caught mitrion right on the chin now mitrion has, has been caught in a lot of his fights and i think coming into the coming into bellator Maybe he was a little bit cocky, came in too cocky there, and, and you know he nearly got knocked out in a couple of his fights. You know, and, and if that Fader one, especially, you know, his his debut as well, he got he got hit and nearly knocked out before coming back. The Fader fight was almost a double knockout. So the, Matt Mitrione needs to take this seriously. You know, as you said, Ryan Nelson, he still has that big right hand. People have figured it out, but if Matt Mitrione comes in too open, too cocky. He could get hit, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think if Mitrion can use that distance, can cover the distance better, can avoid Ryan Nelson's uh, big right hand, I, I think he will win. You know, and uh, the, the, the ground game, the the clinch is also a very, uh, you know, 
a good way to go for Roy and he's been going there a little bit more recently to give him his credit and he maybe he wasn't in his in what you'd call his prime he was just kind of got addicted to knocking lads out but I think as he gets a little bit older and as you said as people figured him out he's going back to that which could help him in this fight so I'm kind of talking myself into into it a little bit to give Roy a chance but I, I do agree with you I think I think Mitrion will, will just have too much room at this stage yeah uh, heavyweights is all like even somebody who isn't as big a hitter as uh, Roy Nelson there's always a chance there's bigger chance than there is at the lower weight so you got to factor that in but uh um i think mitrion will be lighting his feet and move around and make it difficult for nelson to, to get off them big loaded up shots so yeah he should he should have enough to win yeah i, I tend to agree with that um yeah look we'll we'll move on to, the, to that uh to the to our other bits of news here but yeah that card is on saturday night obviously the ufc is on sunday night so we'll probably have the podcast out for you maybe monday evening or maybe tuesday morning we'll, we'll probably have to record it monday because of the obviously the fight's been on sunday so it'll be a, a day later week this week severe mma at severe mma pod and uh, i'm at chanchi nba grams at severe mma and we'll uh we'll send you updates there uh, what, what about this awful news about Paul Hughes breaking his hand I believe it's the fourth time now he's broken yeah. his hand it's really disappointing he, he looked so good in his pro debut he, he seemed to have uh, he looked really good at amateur as well but he seemed to be really putting it together in his pro debut looked really good his hands looked better than ever but he just can't stop breaking his hand um, it's worrying um, a lot of fighters that like people like Dominic Cruz who've, who've had several broken hands it, it just never seems to never seems to heal properly it might be worth taking a, taking a good bit of time out of, of hitting pads or stri- any kind of striking once his once his hand, once Paul Hughes's uh, hand is healed this time and just giving it that extra couple of months even if even if you are clear by the doctors just just to try and get over this problem because you don't want this nagging you for the rest of your career. Um, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's so unfortunate, like because as you said, he came in that pro debut, impressed people so much. Um looked absolutely fantastic and that you know it's, it's there's maybe a tendency to get overexcited about about guys still young in their career and i know you know one fight into his career is extremely young but even uh you know higher fire four or five fights you know we saw the the style bender this week people kind of getting very excited about him including ourselves and but like looking at paul hughes and that performance he had you know it was impossible not to get excited about him yeah on absolutely one of the top prospects in Irish MMA and you know I think the fact that this has happened to him before and that you know it's happening again it's that that will strengthen him I think if he if he's a guy who as we think he does has all that uh, ability and uh, to go all the way I think you need to put the mental strength to it as well and I think this something like this could stand him the long run if he gets these this uh, problem fixed and can come back I think it'll actually make him stronger because that mental aspect of it is a big thing as well and I think people kind of forget that you know the, a lot of people talk uh, about kind of younger Irish MMA fighters this week having it maybe a little bit too easy having this sponsorship deals and all whereas likes of you know McGregor, Pindred, Siri and all that you know McGregor said they didn't have a pot to piss in back in the day and maybe they don't have to go through that hardship as much you know for Paul Hughes this might be something that gives him that and I know it's you know I, I, I'm trying to to find a, a cloud in the silver lining you know but uh, or a silver lining cloud even, but <laughs> you know it's it's uh I, I, I'm trying to look at it in a positive way and I think if he does come back better from it or if he does come back from it well and I think he will I hope he will that uh, it could serve him well in the future 
Yeah, I didn't actually hear if it was the same hand each time, but you, you kind of presume it, it probably is. Um, this happened to a few fighters over the years, and, and, and it, like Dominic Cruz's example of a guy who never really got over it, and you, you see his hand now, and it's still a bit fucked. But there is loads of fighters who have got over it, so hopefully that'll it'll be one of the it'll be Paul Hughes will be one of the guys that that does get put it behind him. Hopefully he doesn't just happen to have slightly brittle hands, which maybe he does, but. It, <laughs> It's it's obviously he's probably devastated because it's the same injury again. Like it's it's um, even when uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov he he was getting injured so much at one stage that he was saying, "Oh, I'm just going to retire." Like, mm-hmm. um, but you you can you can see you can sometimes think that like, "Oh, this is never going to end." But now Khabib has been injury free for the longest um, the longest period in his career that I can remember in recent memory anyway, and um. Hopefully, that hopefully it'll it'll just be a, a forgotten about thing in Paul Hughes's early career, and he, I don't know how long he's going to be out for. But I, like as I said earlier, I definitely recommend giving it a little bit extra rest than than the doctor says, and you don't want to be plagued by this. And it's definitely demoralizing. But as you say, if he can overcome it, it'll probably it's good to overcome adversity early in a career, even if it isn't in the cage. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, best wishes to Paul Hughes, and hopefully he'll, he, you know, he'll have a, a speedy recovery. Um, another Irish MMA fighter, Artem Labov, obviously has a, his fight announced this uh, this week. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. Who was it? Ari reported it, MMA fighting reported it. Yeah. Um, that uh, Artem Labov is taking on Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres at UFC two two three coming up here. This car, this fight was rumored to be on the UFC London car, but they've moved it on to the card now, which is going to be the lightweight, possibly interim, possible official you know the silver title bronze title we don't know what it's going to be but this this car this fight is going to be on it but in on the car between uh habib Nurmagomedov, who you just mentioned uh, and tony ferguson possibly with the, the hope that mcgregor might be there for lob of <laughs> yeah, i think that's that's probably a big part of it that's what people have seen people online seem to have taken from from the announcement more than anything they're like oh hopefully mcgregor will be there cage side uh to, to uh confront or square off against the winner of, of ferguson and khabib and um, yeah, but, yeah. it'll 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 bring a bit bit of extra eyes to it, I suppose, as well. A bit of extra extra attention if uh, if McGregor's in town uh, for the fight week as well. So it'll probably help sell pay per views as well for for Tony and and, and Habib and for uh, Rose and and I don't know if Joanna's on pay per view points still, but she probably is. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a really good card as well. So uh, there's there's also some like uh, Ray Borg against Brandon Moreno on the card. Uh, Pedersen, Borge, yeah, <laughs> Mike Yeza, Anthony Pettis, Felder, and Ayakuinta. Like, whoa, uh, that's fucking great card. Jeez. Carolina against Felice Herrig. Uh, yeah, there's some really good fights on the card, so uh, that looks like a really good one. The uh, Alex Caceres is a he's a very unique fighter. He's mm-hmm. he's he's long and he throws kind of strange, th- strange. He's not afraid to throw like a, a high high risk move, low percentage move, but. He has he has a, a unique style and he's kind of been up and down in his, his UFC career. He's, he's an inconsistent guy. He has some good wins, including like Sergio Pettis and um, Conor McGregor's kryptonite. Cole Miller, yeah, mm, Cole McGregor's Miller's. And, he's also everybody's McGregor's kryptonite, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Cole Miller. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Zuckerberg called. He wants you off Facebook. <laughs> That was that was a classic line. That was a good, but this is a good fight, isn't it? You know, Caceres, as you said, an unorthodox kind of guy. Uh, you know, very long. He's going to be a lot, a uh, lot bigger than Artem in there. You know, good striker, good in the ground. Like 
he's one of those guys that his record really, really doesn't show how good he is as a fighter, I think. Uh, he's definitely lacking something, uh, but I don't know. I, I think he's a really, really good fighter. Uh, Artem, I think he'd probably admit himself this is probably his la you know, last chance saloon for him in the UFC. He's 2-4 and four now, although you know, his last two were over. I don't think it is. Like, like, I think he's too valuable to other, other promotions and stuff like having McGregor there. Um, supporting them, I think, like, I think the UFC Artem doesn't cost them all that much to have around, and I think yeah. he, they can put him in fight night main events like they did against Cub Swanson, and people may be, oh, he doesn't deserve it, but people were talking about it, you know, people wanted to see him lose, wanted to see him win, so um, yeah, and he's just known from 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 the McGregor thing, uh, from being McGregor's friend and training partner, so I think, I think he's like, I don't think he's on that much money so i think the ufc are happy enough to keep him around but obviously you can't you, you can't lose too many but um as long as this is an exciting fight which which most love fights are uh historically anyway then and most uh alex caceres fights are as well i think i think uh i think it's not as make or break as maybe some people are making out also if you look at uh bruce lee or alex caceres record some of his losses are the really good guys like uh jason knight yair, yair rodriguez uh, Rivera, Faber, you know, these mm -hmm. aren't like he's been fighting tough guys and he has some good wins, as we said, against Miller. And uh, he has a uh, yes, Sergio Pettis. Like, I know Pettis was was uh, was yeah, young in his career, even younger in his career then back in 2014, but it's still a good win. Um, so he's no joke and he's up and down. He's he's he's, he's a bit he's a bit like Feely in, in the fact that when he puts it together, our attempt last yeah. opponent, uh, when he puts it together, he's good, but he doesn't always put it together and he can be very inconsistent. And he's got, uh, he's got a, he, he could, he can employ a similar enough game plan that um, Andre Feely did and use his length. But uh, Alex Caceres has a kind of, he, he likes the, the flashy stuff. So maybe that, that might get him in trouble, but uh, I'd have to obviously watch a bit, a bit of tape. The fight has just been announced, but I think it's a, it's an interesting style matchup. Two guys that are kind of up and down and, um, uh, I think it's I think it's a good addition to the card, and then obviously the the Ferguson and Emerick Madoff thing. Um, the UFC are, are probably like I think people are right and speculating that the UFC are going to hope Connor is going to come support our team, which which he usually does, and that'll add a bit of buzz to the to the, the whole card and to the the main event fight. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it more in a couple of weeks when it, when it's coming up and a little bit more analysis and stuff. There. But I think just on a kind of a broader point, I think it's good for Irish MMA that Artem Lavov is still there and still on one of these big cards. You know, McGregor hasn't fought, what, what is it, over a year now in, in MMA. Joseph Duffy's out now for six months injured, as Niall reported uh, the other day, you know, which is which is sad. But, you know, um, you know obviously it likes Paddy Hoolan was forced to retire. Carl Pindred retired. Ashing Daly was forced to retire. You know, a lot of the Irish people who were in the UFC are gone. Neil Seary retired as well. Uh, you know, and and it's it's big to have Artem Labov in this. You know, this this is a big fight for Irish MMA. You know, we we tend to get taken away a lot with with McGregor and the McGregor hype as well and everything surrounding him. But you know, I think for Irish MMA, Artem Labov really needs a, a big win here, for, obviously for himself as well, because like, I think you know. You, you made great points there about him. You know, in fairness, two fights ago he had a fight at night with Cub Swanson in the main event. So to get caught, you know, two fights after that, even if he did lose, would be a bit harsh. But uh, you know, if you're if you're two and five in the UFC, you know, there's a, a big, big possibility. I can I can understand it from like a yeah. Artem even said it himself. Like you know, he mm -hmm, yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he deserved to be caught. But it's not a it's not like strictly a, a sports league like people think it is. It's it's mm -hmm. about. Who puts? Who makes money? Who's who draws interest? And I think Artem does that uh, more than anybody else in his position. Who maybe are two and four in the UFC or, or whatever it is. 
So uh, it doesn't come down to strictly wins and losses. It comes down to, to name value and, and sale value, basically. So I think Artem is, is above that, is, is above his UFC record, is, is higher than his UFC record in terms of uh, recognition and fan awareness and all that. So I think um, people need to bear that in mind when they're, when they're talking about uh, who's going to be caught and who's not. It, it does come down to a lot more than just, just fight results. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's about it. Before we go, you wanted to also mention the ACB coming up this weekend. Yeah, uh, Albert Tumanov, who's uh, obviously been in the UFC previously, uh, fought Gunnar Nelson. Um, I think Gunnar Nelson submitted him in the second round. I'll just double check that. Um, Gunnar submitted him in the second round. Yeah, and uh, he lost to Leon Edwards uh, after that by choking the third round and was cut from the UFC. Since then, he had a first round knockout over uh, Ismail De Jesus. At ACB, and uh, now he's fighting Nashawn Burrell, who's uh, who's been around himself. He's uh, fifteen and eight. He's quite experienced. He's been in Bellator. He's been in um, he's been in CES. So he's he's jumped around. He was in Strike Force back in the day. Uh, he's an experienced guy. Uh, he's 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 a tough guy. But I think Tumanov should have enough here. Um, Tumanov's ground game may be a bit lacking, but he's he's tough to get down there, and his, his striking is good. So. Uh, it's, it's a good main event, um, and then in the co-main event, Ali Bagov is is uh, fighting uh, Leon, Leonardo Silva, which is also a, a good matchup. And uh, besides that, um, down the card, uh, Mizugaki is taking on Kalimov, um, and then there's a bunch of guys I've never heard of, but of usually ACB bring, bring a good card. So uh, and the main event, the co-main event are good, and then that um, Mizugaki fight is good. So uh, yeah, that's uh, Friday. So, yeah, so you got nothing better to do. ACB eighty. Mm, so there's Friday, Saturday, Friday ACB, Saturday Bellator, and then Sunday UFC. So you've a you've a big weekend of fights coming up here. Um, so enjoy them. There are no Bellators on Friday night as well. I take it back. Bellators on Friday night as well. So yeah, enjoy them. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we hopefully be doing a, a couple more of these uh, over the next few weeks, and maybe maybe even making a, a very regular thing out of it. So uh, follow me on severe on a. Twitter at SeanGNBA, follow Graham at Severe May, follow the podcast at Severe May Pod. You can send us in questions uh, throughout the week at Severe May Pod, and we'll we'll answer them on the podcast next week. So it'll probably be out Monday evening, Tuesday morning. So thanks again for everyone for listening, and we'll see you next week.